Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. One, one pitch. Fastball pulled. And Alvarez and toward the Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Now, here's Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris. Oh, we got a fun show for you here on Thursday. Welcome, everybody, to Fantasy Baseball Today. It's a mailbag show. We got a lot of uh, yesterday's stuff, but also going to be throwing in some emails throughout the show. Fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Adam Azer here. Scott White is there. Hey, Scott. Hello, Adam. Hello again, Scott White. And we are joined by Chris Towers. Could not resist. Yo! He was so excited. He needed to come on the show today. Very happy to have you on, Chris. I don't, like, I'm just a part of the show. This isn't like a special occasion. Well, it's been a lot of Adam and Scott. It's been a lot of scam lately. It, one time this week. One time. Uh, I guess that's true. Just, and all time. of a sudden I'm, I'm an absentee. This is ridiculous. What about tomorrow? Are you going to be on the show tomorrow? Probably, maybe. Good. I hope. So. I don't know. We'll see how I feel. We'll hope see how so. you. We'll see how you act. H- how would you feel if you were doing? Let's like see such if a- I feel. Let's see if I feel wanted. Let's see. Okay. Well, how would you feel if you say you were coming on? You were doing such a great job. Or let's say you hosted a few times. You did a better job than I did. And mm-hmm. I decided next time if. I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this th- this unexplained hypothetical. Next time I saw you, I was going to throw a fastball at your arm as hard as I could, just to, uh, right? Like, makes uh, sense, right? That's that's what we do these days. I don't know how long Jose Arana should be suspended for, and I don't know how long Ronald Acuna will miss as a result of this. I do know Jose Arena should not play in a baseball game before Ronald Acuna does. Scott, you now, must be if, happy. If Ronald Acuna is out for the season and there's no indication that no. he is, he left yesterday's game after getting hit in the elbow, then Jose Arenas should not pitch until 2019. Scott, you must be happy about this since you like Soto better than Acuna. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, it was funny on Twitter how, uh, you know, obviously I am very upset about this and have a series of tweets on the subject. Um and still, there were some people who were trying to spin it th- that way. Like, oh, you must be happy. Oh, at least it didn't happen to Soto. You really? know, that kind of thing. Oh, wow. Like, I was no. joking. This is terrible. Someone told you, someone told you to, to not reproduce because you like Soto yeah. better than Acuna. That yeah, was, somebody did. That, that was a little harsh. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into the show. Well, Acuna x-rays were negative on his elbow. Let's start with Wednesday standouts. Chris. Do you have any Wednesday standouts you would like to share with the class? Well, all right. So you have Carlos Rodon at the top, and I want to talk about Carlos Rodon because I've always been a Carlos Rodon fan. I've always been excited about the potential that he has, and with a 269 ERA through 12 starts, it looks like he's living up to that potential. Not so fast. (laughs) Look, I... I really wish this was, and he was really good yesterday. Eight innings, six strikeouts, one walk. The control was better. I don't think the breakout is happening the way it looks. Uh, Why not? uh, I'm not buying it. I I know it's past the trade deadline for most leagues, but he would be a sell-high candidate if you could trade. I do. I wonder. He's got two good matchups next week, Minnesota and at Detroit. Uh, As long as he's not facing Cleveland, 
in in his division. He should have. I wonder if he has good matchups down the stretch. Something you might want to keep an eye on. But uh, you know, the hard contact rate is way down. The ground ball rate is way up. But the strikeouts are down. Um, but they're you know they're just it's interesting. He seems like a different pitcher now. He's going deep into games, seven and a third or more, in five of his last six starts, but only sixty four yep. strikeouts and eighty and a third. But that's that's a result of him pitching well. I, I don't think he's going deep into games because it's like a new skill that he has. He's not like throwing 120 pitches per game or like, he's you know, throwing a lot. He's work. throwing a lot of pitches. He's throwing like 110 uh, often. He threw 105 yesterday and gave you eight innings. So yeah, so that, what that do you feels think? like within the. But it's he has a 210 BABIP. He has an 80 percent strand rate. You know, you look at it and he still looks like a low four ERA guy overall. All right. Would you rather have Carlos Rodon or Nick Pavetta? Oh, Pavetta for sure. Scott? I would too. I would too. I'm not as down on Rodon as Chris is. And, um, I just, I don't know. Maybe maybe doing well. Ground balls. He's much more efficient than he's ever been. And, and lately he's been getting the swinging strikes have picked up recently. Yeah, he, did, he, like, had, he had uh, sorry, he had six strikeouts yesterday, but he had 15 swinging strikes. It's a really good number. Um, all right, last sure, one. I think he had like eight the, the previous game, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Last yeah. one. I mean, I I obviously feel better if he was striking out more hitters. Uh, I think it but, just comes down to he's still not getting strikeouts against right-handed hitters, and that until he does that, he's been 19 percent, well below average. I just I don't see how he can be an above-average pitcher. Carlos Rodon or my next standout, Hyunjin Ryu, 64% owned. Ryu has a 177 ERA in 35 and two-thirds with 42 strikeouts this year. Hyunjin Ryu or Carlos Rodon? I mean, you obviously take Rodon, but I, I do think Ryu is, you know, Rodon's obviously beyond the point where you could pick him up. Ryu's somebody you could pick up still, and it might be worthwhile. He ha- had a really good start to the season before his groin muscle became detached from the bone and he missed all those months. Uh, and this was the seventh start. He has an ERA of about 180 right now. Um, he's, he's kind of an above average, like everything he does, he does a little bit better than average and it adds up to, um, a pretty solid pitcher, particularly for a good team. I, I was a little concerned the Dodgers would handle him with kid gloves, maybe not give him Enough for a quality start, but first start back, he delivered a quality start. So there you go. All right, rank these three. Ryu, Bieber, Ryu, Bieber, Marco Gonzalez. Marco Gonzalez, and I'll stick with Bieber ahead of Ryu. Agreed. All right, rank these three. Ryu, Ken, Blanca. What? Oh, you're really? talking about Street oh. Fighter? Yeah, Street Fighter. <laughs> I wow. never played that one, but I've, I've seen enough references to it to get your reference. <laughs> oh, it was a really, really funny joke, I promise. Um, alright, Scott, any standouts from Wednesday? <sighs> standouts from Wednesday, yes. Yes, I had a really good standout. I'm trying to remember who it oh, is now. Must have sucked. Uh, he sucked? Nah, it's terrible if you can't up? remember. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking as I was going through the box scores, I was like, I'm going to use this guy for my... Well, Tyler, Tyler White. So, Tyler so, White. So I'll, Tyler I'll throw White. one out there. Okay. Go who, ahead. What's that? Who, who, who? Wait, Adam. What were, Tyler were you White. Trying, were you, 
Tyler White. Tyler White. <laughs> oh no, that's not what I was going with. Ah. Uh, uh, Kevin Gosman had another good results piece. Uh, results start. Mm. And not so much with the process. Uh, only two swinging strikes or two, two strikeouts two in strikes, six yeah. innings. That's two strikeouts in two of his three starts with the Braves. There, there have been some impre- in, in encouraging signs with him, uh, since he got to Atlanta. They seem to have changed his arm slot. He's throwing from a lower arm slot, which is more like what he was doing in 2016. He's been throwing his splitter more, but he still looks like frustrating. Kevin Gosman. Okay, well, I think it's a reasonable question. Gosman or Ryu? It is a reasonable question. I will. I'll I would go with Gosman. Ryu. Gosman for Scott, Ryu for or Chris. And, Scott, I hope we get to your standout organically throughout the show. But let's move on. News and notes. <laughs> um, I think it was Ryu is the thing. Oh, okay. Matt Carpenter <laughs> do left. Do you want to talk about do you want to talk about Tyler White? Oh, we'll get to him. He He's in there. Okay. He's in there. He's 5% right. owned. I picked him up. I'm worried. Springer's coming back on Friday. Altuve maybe the following week. We'll see, but I hope they get him at bats. Uh, Carpenter, x-rays were negative. He was hit by a pitch on the hand. He doesn't expect to miss much time. Let's keep our fingers crossed. James Paxton's on the DL. Aaron Judge has already missed his three-week timetable. Boone says he's improving. I guess no concrete timetable for Aaron Judge. I uh, just – they shouldn't have given a three-week timetable for a fractured wrist. That just seems – that, that seems silly. Second-rate organization. Uh, Springer expected so. back tomorrow. Ross Stripling is on the DL with back inflammation. Steven Strasburg could be back next week. Jimmy Nelson unlikely to pitch this season. He had shoulder surgery. He hurt himself sliding back into first base. So if you like Jimmy Nelson, then you should dislike the uh, you should like the DH. Uh, Tampa Bay activated Tommy Pham and sent Jake Faria to AAA. Tommy Pham is back. Let's see the old ownership percentage for Tommy Pham. I'm going to guess it's in the 60s. What do you guys think? I would think it's a little higher than that. I'm a little, I'm a little worried by how quickly he's coming back from this fractured foot. Ooh, 84%. Yeah. Might be. Might be. But, uh, you know, I, I hope he's good. I, I love the talent, obviously. Was Uh, it a full fracture or a stress fracture? I don't think it was. I don't know. Yeah, I was surprised how fast he was coming back. I thought he would be out till September at least. A hairline fracture. That's nothing. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need a hairline <laughs> these days. Uh, the Cubs traded for Terrence Gore, who could steal a lot of bases and do nothing else. Ian Kinsler will be back tomorrow. Eduardo Rodriguez is going to make a rehab start, rehab start on Monday, so you're going to get Eduardo Rodriguez back before the season's over. Get him if he's available. And Milwaukee catcher Manny Pena left with a shoulder injury. Eric Kratz replaced him. And Ryan Braun left with a rib injury. Craig Council does not think it's serious. So as I promised, mailbag. So let's do like four at a time throughout the show. Emails part one. Taylor Williams, big fan of the show, hoping to keep momentum into the playoffs. Would you drop Robbie Ray for Glasnow, Gosman, or Marquez? Would you drop Robbie Ray for Glasnow, Gosman, or Marquez? No, I, I would hope you have a pitcher with less upside than Robbie Ray, especially cause he hasn't been awful lately. He hasn't been great. I'll concede. He hasn't he been has, good enough to start. Yeah. Yeah. So Scott, would you, would you drop him for, for glass now, Gosman or Marquez? I, I want to say no. 
I know Marquez is more usable now. Right. And that that might be the ter- determination for you. I mean, I yeah, I don't I don't know who I would consider your bottom the bottom player on your roster. I probably wouldn't be Ray, but I don't know who you have. This is from Matt. General question: Why don't any fantasy sites allow a catcher to play in the infield slot? How is a catcher not an infielder? I've been pondering this for days now. It's not colloquially like there's no official designation for what an infielder is, uh, but it's not colloquially considered an infield position. And also, like you wouldn't play your catcher in an infield False. spot anyway. I am in a league in which we start five infielders. And five outfielders slash first baseman. And I start two catchers, Gaddis and Grandal. They have been good enough. I don't start them every right. day, but I start them. What? Okay. It's I'm, a weird league. I'm not sure I've ever played in a league that's just had an infield spot. Scott, this is the weirdest league, dude. It's five by three yeah. with no saves and no whip. It makes no sense. It's 13-team roto, and it's daily lineups. But... Gaddis and Grandal, like, and maybe a couple others, like Real Muto, they've probably been good enough to be infield worthy. Uh, it, that's if you, that's if you remove first base. I should point that out because first base is yeah, it's stupid. I, I should have considered that first base is not considered <laughs> infield in that league. I mean, I'm sure if you play in a deep enough league that you run out of good infielders and have to dip into the catcher pool, but yeah, so. Yeah, let me wrap it up by just saying this, Matt. You have more important things to ponder. Let's move on to our next question. This is from Jason. Is Joey Votto becoming Miguel Cabrera? Uh, well, he's healthy, so no. I, I mean, he's healthy enough to play, I guess I should say. Like, he he leads the National League in on-base percentage. You will never, ever get Chris to say a bad thing about Joey Votto. Like, he's really good. Oh, if is he's he? A, if he's diminished, okay, oh, fine. Oh, nine home runs. Still... Nine home runs is good, Chris. Okay, Miguel Cabrera's career is probably over, so no, he's not Miguel well, Cabrera. Well, I think I Miguel think Cabrera hasn't been useful since 2016. I think the question is: Is Joey Votto now what Miguel Cabrera was, and is Joey Votto next year going to just break down? Because there were always Joey, excuses Joey made for for Miggy. He was playing through injury, this and that, and then this year, you know, that was it. Adam, yeah. Uh, remember when Matt Carpenter wasn't doing well? Oh, and sure. now he's hitting really well. Yeah. Joey Votto has a 39.8% hard contact rate and a 7.9% soft contact rate. He has the lowest soft contact percentage of his career. He has a 32.5% line drive rate, which is the highest mark in baseball. Uh, also highest park mark of his career. He has yet to hit an infield fly ball. Pop up. Pop up. No, whatever, whatever the question is, Joey Votto is still awesome. I'm sorry. Like he might have a bad season by his standards and it might, but all the underlying, like trust the process. What was his hard contact rate? 39.8%. Mm, if only he were as good as Miguel Cabrera, who was at 42.5 last year when he was Great. terrible. If Joey Votto, if Joey Votto's body breaks down, yeah, it's going to be it's a It's happening. Problem. I mean, he's got a knee injury right now. I think that's part of this question. Again, Adam, trust the process. You're misinterpreting the question. I'm sorry. Scott, Scott, I'm sorry that in. you dropped Matt Carpenter, but don't hold I didn't that against drop, I did not Votto. drop Matt Carpenter. I never dropped Matt Carpenter. 
I'm just saying I see similarities, specifically with the injury thing. By the way, Miguel Cabrera's infield fly ball rate last year was 2.5%. Scott, you see similarities? Well, I mean, the fact he's going to be 35 next year and has apparently dealt with nagging injuries this year. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's going to get drafted in the first two rounds next year. And I do think there is a con, there is a connection between, uh, it's one of the lowest fly ball rates of his career, I think he has. So that yeah. may partially explain the home run mm. shortage, but that line drive rate is really impressive. Yeah. That's the thing is that his ground ball rate's actually lower than it's been ever. Yeah. So, but I mean, just, it's line mostly drives don't li- result in home runs often. So you yes need and no. All right. Well, that was a fun conversation. Marco from Chicago. A team just dropped Polanco and Muncie. Would you drop Calhoun for Polanco? Would you drop Kepler for Muncie? Or, you know, any combination of that. Calhoun and Kepler on the waiver wire, Polanco and Muncie. Would you make those swaps? I would drop Kepler for Muncie. Yep. Okay. All right. That's uh, part one of emails. More later. It's Thuriometer Thursday because we didn't have Worryometer Wednesday. Zero to ten on the worryometer. Ian Desmond went over three yesterday, and in his previous seventeen games, he was batting one eighty-two and slugging two thirty-six with no home runs, one steal, one double, one triple. Ian Desmond's been terrible for eighteen games. Thuriometer zero to ten. Trust the process. We were telling you he was bad. He's bad. Okay, he's Eight. bad. Eight. Scott. Chris is fired up today. Yeah, he is. Because he's never on the show, uh, you know. It's what because, is this? It's because I'm going to dunk on you about Jose Barrio shortly. Oh, yes. Are we are we dropping Ian Desmond? Is that what we're talking no, about? No, we're worried. Worry, worryometer. Oh, you uh, know what? I'm fine with dropping let's, him. Let's make it drop meter for for Desmond. Zero to ten of the drop. I mean, you can't you can't drop him in a row. Why? Really. Like he's going to steal bases, but that's it. Yeah, he's not going to steal that many bases. bases. You're you're losing five steals for the rest of the season. I mean, he has 19 home runs on the year. With a with a 30% home run to fly ball ratio, there's no reason to think he's a, a home run hitter. You might lose four home runs and four steals the rest of the season by dropping him with a 230 batting average. No, thank you. Get out of here. I mean, go pick up Malik Smith or go pick up uh, Adalberto Mejia if you're worried about stolen bases. Don't hold on to Ian Desmond. Because he might steal one base every week and a half. All right, thuriometer Thursday on Carlos Santana, zero to ten on the thuriometer. How thurried are you about Carlos Santana? <laughs> I'm not thurried. <laughs> I, I don't know. Do I have to assign an arbitrary number to it, Scott? Yes, please. yes, you do. You know you do. <laughs> Four, Scott. I said three. Oh, you said three. I'm sorry. All right. How come, how come so low? I mean, it's, it's been about 120 games and he's batting 214. Cause he's the number eight first baseman in points leagues. Yeah, but he's and number 23 in Roto. Yeah, but he didn't really, you didn't draft him in Roto thinking he'd be a difference maker for you. Okay. Can you drop he's, him in a he's Roto doing, league? doing like he's, he's, he's one of the worst versions of himself, but it's still within the range of, Expected outcomes. He's he's basically doing what he's supposed to do. Can you give me? Can can you drop Carlos Santana in a roto league that doesn't have OBP, a batting average league? You can, if you have hitters 
that you like instead. Sure. Okay. Next up on the thoriometer, Chris Archer. Four runs in five innings, seven strikeouts, and has not been very good. Uh, I'll say all season. 449 ERA, 142 whip, and his lowest K rate since 2014. Worryometer on Chris Archer, Chris Towers. Hmm. <laughs> I think he's Chris Archer, so two. I'll go five. Um, I, I think he's Chris Archer too. But I also don't think he's an automatic start, and I wouldn't have said that coming into the year. I didn't, I wouldn't have envisioned a time that was true. I mean, I own him in a 24 team league, and granted I have really good pitching in that league, but I haven't started him in like three weeks. I haven't missed it. Well, he's got a two-star week coming up, Atlanta and at Milwaukee. Are you going to start Archer? Yeah. Two-star week, sure. All right. Alley-oop to Chris Towers. Go for the slam dunk. Worryometer on Jose Barrios. I mean, do we really? Look, sportsmanship, right? You don't want to rub it in. True. You don't want to bat flip when you've homered in four straight games. Scott might throw a baseball at me. <laughs> so, like, Jose Barrios is fine. He's good. <laughs> Your mind just goes blank. For God's sake, just give me the damn number. <laughs> like <laughs> zero, zero because, on the because he's a a high three ZRA guy with a bunch of strikeouts who's healthy right now, and that's what I think Jose Barrios is. Okay, I don't think he's a star, but I'm not I'm not benching him. I'm frustrated with him. All right. Your your impression of Barrios depends on how much you value two hundred eight and two thirds innings and two hundred fourteen strikeouts in the current environment. I value those highly. I think they're very rare. So he's I like, think he's I think he's a prize. He's but. like twenty fifth to thirtieth, I haven't looked since yesterday, in fantasy points per start. He's like I I think that's probably what he is, but he's that's useful. You're starting that. Three terrible starts in his last four. It's frustrating. Uh, he's also start. He's got 18 walks over 32 and a third in his last six starts. I can't imagine anyone sitting him next week. White Sox and in, in Oakland at home. And uh, all right, I'm going to go back to the dropometer here, off the worryometer, and to the dropometer for Dylan Bundy. Uh, Dylan Bundy gave up seven runs on 11 hits and five and a third against the Mets, and he has a 4.99 ERA. Dropometer on Bundy Scott. Uh probably about. An eight. eight. He's unusable. And you drop a guy with a 499 ERA, I doubt there's a lot of action to pick him up. It wouldn't surprise me if he had another nice run before the end of the season, but you can't count on it. Can't predict it. All right, so would you drop uh, Bundy for Ryu? I guess it depends on how much, um, how, how heavily I have to stream my pitching staff. If, you know, but if, if I mostly have fixtures there, I probably stick with the upside guy on my bench. But if, if I need somebody more usable, then yeah, I'd drop him for Ryu. Alrighty. Uh, it's time for our email of the day. Wes from Oakland has an email of the day at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. A great email. He says, hey, uh, uh, hey, Eaton out of, out of, jeez. Hey, Eaton, Adovino, and Simber. Adam. Yeah, I guess I'll handle this one, guys. Uh, I love the pod. I just thought of a random segment you could incorporate down the stretch. Using Baseball References birthday tool, each day pick one or multiple players 
whose birthday it is to spend a short segment with analysis on them. For example, August 16th has Delano DeShields, Hugh Darvish, and Martin Maldonado as somewhat relevant fantasy players whose birthday it is. Uh, of course, the segment needs music, and I give you this. Guys, let's talk about the Lighter to Shields. It's his birthday. Oh man, this is cheesy. Wow. This is Stevie, right? Stevie Wonder, yeah. Yeah. Wow, he says happy birthday a lot here. I mean, <laughs> still really going. Wants to Think about every other happy birthday song. It's pretty much the whole song. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Yeah, I mean, it's half the song at least. Um, yeah. This is like a four. Beatles birthday is, is six minute track here. Stevie Wonder. Um, Look, man, the, the 70s and 80s were a wild time. Delighter to Shields. Happy birthday, Delighter to Shields. Or should we do you Darvish instead? Uh, they're both on the TL. <laughs> no, the Darvish. Shields, the Shields is back. Doesn't that say oh, something right. about it's... the Shields that you didn't even know he was off the DL? Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been pinched. Like, that's a guy who you don't hang on to for the steals because he's hit so poorly. And... uh <laughs> Did he go right back in the Rangers lineup? Yeah, he bats ninth. Beltre's out. You know, I we'll see. Happy birthday, Delino. I mean, he's he's not usable. But I'm so disappointed because I I really felt like I could neglect steals early and draft Delino to Shields and make up for it there. But it's a little bit of a lesson with these guys that if if they're not great hitters, they could be so bad. That they lose their role and you don't get the steals that you want, you know? It's uh, it's tough to rely on a steals specialist if we haven't seen proof that he can hit. That's my takeaway on on his birthday. It's a little mean. Steals are so aggravating. Malik Smith has basically replaced the line of the shields. Yeah, and it only took four four and a half months. Um, thank you for the awesome segment. And uh yeah, I think I think that might be something that we have to do every, every now and again. <laughs> Because it went so well this time. It was fun. We had so, there were so many useful (laughs) insights that came out of that. Happy birthday, Scott. Scott loves his birthday. You should at least let other people love their birthday. Alright, listen, uh, for that email, Wes, you are hired. You are officially a producer. And if I needed an actual producer for the show, where would I go to find it? I would put, I would want my job, uh, I want my job listing to be seen. By hundreds, if not more, people out there, thousands of people. I want ZipRecruiter, ZipRecruiter.com slash strike, ZipRecruiter.com slash S-T-R-I-K-E. This used to be a really hard process, hiring people, finding the right people, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process, but ZipRecruiter makes it so easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's job board, leading job boards, and they don't stop there. They scan thousands of resumes, they find the people with the right experience, and invite the right people to apply for your job. And that's why ZipRecruiter is so effective, and 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. So with results like that, it's no wonder ZipRecruiter is the highest-rated hiring site in America. We've got a great sponsor here. It can be really helpful if you need to hire people. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike to get... The exclusive offer at that address, ZipRecruiter.com slash strike, so you can try it for free. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. More emails. Emails part two. Brandon in Savannah, Georgia. Dear Peter, Michael, Samir, and Milton. Office space. Shortstop is my weakest position. I have Jose Peraza. Would you drop Peraza for Adalberto Mondesi, 
Jorge Polanco, Johan Camargo, or Dansby Swanson? Hasn't Peraza been pretty good? He has been pretty good. Even yeah. in points leagues, I'm always surprised to see how uh, how high he shows up. He, well, he never had three doubles out. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's slowed out. down since the All-Star break, but he still has like a 7% strikeout rate in that time. Uh, I think I might hang on to him. The only one of these who I would even consider dropping him for is Johan Camargo. But he hasn't been playing as regularly as I'd like lately. So I'd probably stick with Peraza. We should maybe talk about Adalberto Mejia. Mondesi. uh, Mondesi. Mondesi. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) We talked about Adalberto. He's been running a lot. Yeah. Uh,. I guess he still doesn't play quite every day. I don't know. Pretty much every day so far in the month of August. It, he, it's he, definitely a Delino DeShield situation, though, where... Yeah, uh, but he's hitting 282 in the month of yeah, August. With seven steals, with nothing else. He's not going to do anything else. 282 in a way that's difficult to swallow, because he's, you know, his plate discipline's so poor. Yeah, but man, 10, 10 stolen bases in the last 18 games. And he is running at a higher pace once he reaches base than anyone in baseball. And I don't think it's particularly close this season. And you know, he while we're on hot it. to close up the season and it works out. I'm just, you know, if we're trusting the process, I feel like we got to trust it for him too. It's, it's solely for steals. I think Jose Peraza is a better hitter. I think Johan Camargo is probably a better hitter. But if you, if you want steals, he's the guy. While we're on it, you know, Malik Smith does also appear to be a steal specialist, but he his walk-to-strikeout ratio is really good this month. Malik Smith, I don't know if he's taking genuine strides as a hitter. He's never been, like, a terrible walk-to-strikeout ratio guy, but it's it's pretty encouraging what he's doing. And uh, I wish very I encouraging. Yeah. So, it's so. like he's he has a 376 on-base percentage, I want to say, which is – Exactly what you want from those uh, powerless speed types, and so rarely get from them. Him so, and uh, him and uh, Jose Peraza—they've both—they don't look overmatched anymore. And uh-huh. with their skill set, that's kind of all you want. They make contact, and they're doing enough when they make contact that they can play now. Yeah, I probably need to see a little bit more from Alex Smith. Before we declare it, but yeah, um, all right, let's. Go I think Mustone and Roto. Oh, he, oh, he is a Mustone. I'm just saying, I, I don't know that it's going to keep up this way yet. You know, it's sure. Still. Uh, grade the trade from No Name. Trade between two podcast listeners in a head-to-head points league. Chris Sale and Will Myers. Chris Sale and Will Myers for Freddie Freeman, Nick Pavetta, and this says Rondone. So I will assume that it's Rondone or not Rodon. Freeman, yeah. Pavetta, and Rodon, and Rondon, or Sale and Myers. Which side do you like better? I like Sale and Myers better. I think Sale is, you know, as, as good as Freeman is. I think Sale is clearly the best player in this deal, and Myers it, it might be the third best. It's it's a close call between him and Pavetta, but I I think I think the downgrade of pitching is bigger than the downgrade at first base. All right, this is from Dan. I am hating on Wilson Contreras in a 10-team league, and I want to outright drop Contreras for either Danny Jansen or Taylor Ward. Should I? No, you shouldn't. Like, I, I like Danny Jansen and especially Taylor Ward's potential, but you never spike drop. That's always bad process. 
Just process. Jeff says, Dear Adovino, Phil Meyer, Kingery, and Archer. Adams. <laughs> That'd be Adam Heath, <laughs> Scott, and Chris. Adam Heath, Scott, and Chris. Look there at that. Head there aren't head. many Scots anymore. There, that's becoming a rare name. Yeah, you got, you got probably the worst player here. Kingery? <laughs> Yeah. Phil Meyer. Uh, no, Kingery, <laughs> Phil Meyer's the worst, right? I mean, look, Kingery has hurt his team more. I'm not, I'm not making any judgments. Oh, speaking of Phillies hurting their team, you know how Reese Hoskins is their left fielder so that Carlos Santana can play first base. And you know, Reese Hoskins has had a nice year at the plate. His war this year is 0.8. Yeah. He's real bad. Wow. On the defense. Wow. Interesting. Okay, uh, question is, head-to-head, 10-team categories league, can Brandon Morrow and Corey Knebel be trusted for the fantasy playoffs? I, I think you probably wanna, this, you wanna stream, I think. <laughs> well, like maybe, closers? maybe Morrow, yeah. but not Knebel. I don't, I don't think Knebel's can, can be trusted at all. Well, trust, I, I don't see how you trust a guy with, A, on the DL with an indefinite timetable, and B, uh, out of the closer role with right. no, you know, no timetable for him regaining it either. Like they, they can both be great. And, and the thing is, there's probably only about 12, 13 trustworthy closers right now. So you may have to, uh, but no, I, I mean, the answer to this question is no. And, and if you can't start them, I think you might as well stream. Because there's so many guys out there. Yeah, that's true. For example, let's go to the bullpen. More emails later. Ken Giles is 44% owned. He gave up his first run in a save situation yesterday, but he still got the save. He's got 15 and three saves in four days, and Giles has a 967 <laughs> ERA in non-save situations. Uh, but I w- yeah, amazing. I would not consider him among the 12, 13 trustworthy. No, but I'd rather have him than Morrow or... Uh, Canable. Well, he's cer- he's certainly more startable right now. I I he's the one I want the least of the three. Of the three, I think I for me I'd go uh, Morrow, Giles, Canable. I suspect Canable's going to reclaim reclaim the closer role, basically because Craig Council said that's what he wants. I just so, don't know if good he's enough. good. He might be good, but not right now. Uh, Bud Norris got a save, so he's solidified himself. He's the closer there. Brad Hand got a save, and Cody Allen threw two scoreless innings. But Allen also got two saves over the weekend. So that could continue to be a headache for the Indians, or for the owners anyway. Uh, Trevor Hildenberger has now three saves in five days, and Hildenberger's 8% owned. Luis Avalon got a save for the White Sox, but Jenmar Gomez started the inning. And then Avalon, I mean, this, no, just no. And uh, Blake Parker is 42% owned. He got his 12th save. He's probably going to get the majority of saves for the Angels, right, Blake Parker? Yeah, it was it was a lengthy drought there without a Parker save, but I'm not sure there was. I don't know, think anybody it, else got it one. Seems like it's just one of those things, you know, where that happens. Yeah, remember there was sometimes. a there was a situation with the Blue Jays. Yep. A couple years back, where they went like a month and a half without a save opportunity. Yep, it was crazy. And that's when they were destroying everybody. It doesn't really make sense for the Angels, right? That was the year they were had the best lineup, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like 2015 or, yeah. But Parker got a save over the weekend. Uh, I don't think it was a full inning save. I think it may have been like a one-out save or something. Uh, whatever. Uh, double dongs from yesterday. Tyler White 
He's 5% owned. He's batting 286 with five home runs. He started four of five games since Correa returned. And then a couple of catchers, Salvador Perez and Evan Gaddis. Evan Gaddis got his first hit since August 1st, and he hit two home runs yesterday. But Tyler White is really the interesting one here, Scott. What do you think about Tyler White? Yeah, he's up to seven home runs and 77 at-bats. He has a 10-12 OPS. It was over a 1,000 at AAA as well. Uh, he's He's been walking like he did in the minors. He's been striking out a lot too, so like this isn't. This isn't a situation where it's inevitable if he claims a starting job, he's just going to be awesome. But there's definitely a lot to like here. And I'm encouraged by the way the Astros have handled him, even with Correa back. They play him, uh, you know, 80% of the time, it seems like. So we'll, we'll see when Springer gets back too, if there's still room for him. But, uh, yeah, and then I'll definitely like the upside. Yeah, Altuve is probably the bigger concern because it's, yeah, it's been Gurriel at second yeah. and White at first. This is making me like Tyler White more for 2019 when hopefully he gets an opportunity, probably not in Houston. Yeah, I, hopefully. I, I hopefully think it gets uh, Colin Miranda right out of there. Yeah, can we get A.J. Reed a chance too? I think the most the most vulnerable could be Gaddis. Uh, if they want to use White as a DH. But you know what? Uh, we'll just we'll deal with it then. I understand not rushing to pick him up. I said he had five home runs. Scott was ready as seven. I didn't count the two from last night. They could stick Gaddis or White in left field, theoretically. Uh, I hope so. That'd be great. They may not. I mean, Tony Kemp, he's been an on-base machine, so yeah, I don't know starting they want to do off. away with him either. Yeah, he's been leading yeah. off for them. Chris, uh, Scott had the audacity to say the Astros were like by far the best team in baseball yesterday. Agree or That's disagree? That's not what I said. I, I said there's not much doubt in my mind that when they're healthy, they're the best team. That's not the same as they're by far the best team. <sighs> it's similar, but you're right. It's not the same. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Who wins the World Series? Uh, I mean, aren't the Red Sox on pace for like 115 wins or something stupid? Going into yesterday, yeah, they, they were on pace for one fourteen or fifteen, but they lost yesterday. I don't know what that does. Oh well, yeah, they're ruined. <laughs> I don't know. Like they've got a, they've got a ten game lead over the second best team in baseball. I know it's crazy. The Yankees suck. They do. The Yankees, ten games. I mean, they they might as well be the Marlins. The Yankees are going to lose the wild card game. Severino's going to get lit up, and then they're going to have the second best record in baseball, and they're going to lose the wild card game. Who's you know, winning? You know I who got team, to Oakland. You know who that would be are, amazing. Maybe. You know who people are sleeping on as a World Series contender is Cleveland. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That starting rotation is uh, unless it's it's not as good as the Astros, but it's very close. The thing is, they might only have two really good starters right now. Who? Well, they definitely only have two really good starters right now. What do you mean? Uh, they'll, have they have they'll have Bauer back. They'll have Bauer back. Hopefully, hopefully they'll have Bauer. And I'll Clevenger's have Bauer Clevenger's good. Clevenger's but he's not. good enough. He'd be the fifth starter on the Astros. Uh, maybe the sixth. He's better than Keiko, right? Um, all right, uh, <laughs> some hitters who are trending up. Brandon Nimmo. Uh, we talked about Malik Smith. Let's just talk about a couple of Mets. Brandon Nimmo and Wilmer Flores. Uh, are they under-owned, 61% owned, and Flores is 17% owned? Flores is absolutely under-owned. It's so funny. Like, he has been in my top 10 sleeper hitters for the upcoming week. I feel Every like week. six straight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he keeps delivering. He keeps delivering 15 to 20 fantasy points. It's, he, he's, he's a high floor player who's getting every day at bats. And it's, 
Any time you have a hold to plug, he's eligible at like three positions, first, mm-hmm. second, and third, I think. Anytime you have a hold to plug, it's so easy to go to him. Never strikes out. He's got some pop. He's a good player. I'm glad he's getting everyday plate appearances. I've liked him for a while. All right, here's the thing about Flores. He's a high four, four player in a points league. I don't know if I agree with that in a roto league. And I'll give you the stats. So entering yesterday, and this isn't fair because he went two for five with a home run and three RBIs yesterday, so he's even better. But since June 15th, I don't know, did he have a DL stint or did he just get called up? Whatever it was. He June, no, I just think he wasn't playing every day. He, yeah, when he entered the lineup. I, uh, I think he was like not playing. I don't even know if he was with the team. All right, whatever. Since June 15th, becoming a player, you know, an everyday player basically. Number 12 second baseman in points, number 19 in roto. And that's before yesterday, so he might even be 10th or so in points. Um, yeah. You know, Roto, he doesn't steal any bases. He has zero. He doesn't hit a ton of home runs. He's not He's not a standout in any categories. So This is yeah. his worst home run pace in, a, in the last few years, though, too. It's worth noting. Like, he, he should be, if he is an everyday player, he should be somebody who exceeds 20 home runs in this environment. Um, but, I mean... I'm not denying like, he's better in points leagues, but it's it's that's it, it's that situation where you start a lot more hitters in roto leagues. So I don't think you're necessarily it's that like it's still he's still he, pretty he's usable. usable in roto oh, he's usable. I don't know yeah. why I had a hard time getting that out. He's, but he's still safer, pretty usable yeah, in roto. Yeah, he's safer in points. Also, he has like can we find out how many he has four walk off home runs in his career. And that's actually that's a ton. Clutch. At, out of sixty-eight home runs, four walk-off home runs. Trending down, Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber is the number forty-nine outfielder in fantasy, and he's ninety-one percent owned. I really think the only way I own Schwarber is if I'm in a daily league and I'm just going to start him against yeah. righties. Yeah, I think, and and a big part of it is he doesn't have the huge plate appearances numbers that some other guys have, so that that's dropping him down, but. You know, after looking like a different hitter early on, you know, cutting his strikeout rate, he was down in like the 20% strikeout rate range for like the first two months of the season. Uh, over the last 30 games and pretty much rolling back for the last month or so, he's been like a 30% strikeout rate, still hitting the ball hard, still hitting the ball in the air, but, you know, doesn't seem to have held on to the gains he made early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm certainly not saying you have to drop Kyle Schwarber, but if there's someone on waivers you really like, you want a two-star pitcher? Just understand Schwarber hasn't really been that good for a little while. Been hurting me in the points league for sure. Emails part three. This is from Connor in Seattle. Dear Chris, Mike, Jose, Aaron, and now Trevor. Those are Adams. What are they? Guys on the DL. Right? Did Trevor's story go on the DL? Chris, Trevor Brian, Bauer. Jose, oh, Trevor El Bauer. Tube. Okay. okay. Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge and Mike Mike Trout. Yeah. Stanton. Trout. Armand <laughs> Marquez! Exclamation point. I'm nervous about his start at Atlanta. Give me some typical Azer optimism on Herman Armand Marquez in Atlanta. He just mowed through the Astros and he's been awesome for two months. He's got an ERA under two on the road. Don't be afraid. Armand Marquez. Hooray forever. Uh this is Mitchell <laughs> from Washington State. <laughs> Dear Willie, Richie, Dustin, and Jesus. I actually don't know this one. Yeah, I don't think they're Adams. Willie, Richie, <laughs> Dustin, and Jesus. Willie Adamas. Hold on. Jesus Adamas. 
They're Adamuses? <laughs> I just think of Richie Sexton whenever I see Richie. Well, who's going to Google it? Is it going to have to be me? Fowlers? It's going to be you. Are That's they Fowlers? Job. Willie Fowler. Yeah, they're Fowlers. Mitchell from Washington State is in a 10-team categories league. I don't think Jesus Fowler's a thing. He has, he has Andujar, Chapman, Justin Turner, and Miguel Sano to cover third base, corner infield, and utility. He also has Nolan Arenado. So he has Arenado plus Andujar, Chapman, Turner, and Sano. Would you trade Arenado for Kershaw? He needs pitching. Uh, uh, um, uh, how, uh, how much slack do you have in, in like home runs and RBI every week? I guess is what I'd ask. At, you know, I, I think Arenado is more valuable than Kershaw. So face value, I would say no, but you know, I understand Although, why you might have to make a needs-based yeah, trade. Yeah. Worth noting, Clayton Kershaw is like seventh in ba- in the majors in ERA this season. And I think I saw this earlier today on Twitter. Since June 28th, he's he's fourth in the majors in innings pitched, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, I mean, he consistently has gone six. He hasn't gone seven or eight like in years past. But I imagine in today's environment. If you're never falling short of six, you're, you're going to show up pretty high. Adam, they are Fowlers. It's William Alfred Willie Flower Fowler, an American nuclear physicist, later astrophysicist, who with Suhabram Shanjeskar won the 1983 Nobel Prize in Physics. You're welcome. Okay. I bet Mitchell's last name is Fowler. Maybe. Mitchell from Washington State. Well, here's They're Wally from New York. <laughs> Wally from New York has a very strange email. He says, Dear Starman, Rebel, Ziggy, and Young American." You guys know this, right? I don't. These are it's, it's music. I know that. Jesus, David Bowie. <laughs> Come on, it's Bowie song. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Oh, um, okay. Let's dance. Regarding the song "Du Hast," it is a clever play with a German sort of homophone from SongFacts.com. "Hast" is a conjugation of the base form "haben," which means to have. To hate would be the verb hassen, which would, which would be conjugated as du hast mich, you hate me. Though they are similar, they are not homophones in that the S sound in hast for hate would be stressed a little more than it would in hast for have. This is confirmed when Till says, du hast mich gefragt und ich hab nichts gesagt, which literally means you have asked me and I have said nothing. Hast is used as the haben helper. All right, so thank you for that clarification on Duhas. But somebody told me that they released an English an English version, which was "You Hate Me." So I think I'm going to stick with that. Anyway, the question from Wally is: um, Do is in a uh, ten team do Duhas ten team head to head categories like daily league? Uh, I need a pitcher. Glass now, Pavetta, Castillo, Ryu. Bieber, Fulmer, Cahill, Holland, Musgrove, Marquez. Oh my god, there's a ton of them. Glass now, Pavetta. <laughs> it's gonna be Pavetta. Pavetta. Isn't it? Uh, yeah. Maybe Castillo. Actually. Oh, good. Uh, Marquez would be my second choice. Castillo's been really good for a little while now. Yeah, has he? I'm gonna, I'm gonna so. challenge that. I'm gonna challenge that. I'm gonna, gonna, use, you. I'm gonna use a coach's he's, challenge. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of those situations where he's been better, but in a way that never yields quality starts, cause it's like five and a third innings at a time. Right. Yeah, he had a 3.23 ERA since the start of July with 35 strikeouts and 39 innings. So he hasn't been great. I'd probably rather have Marquez and Pavetta, sure. Okay. 
And finally, from Chris in Arizona, would you drop Francisco Cervelli for Taylor Ward in a points league? I don't think I would. I wish I was more confident in Cervelli's health, health, but he's back. And prior to the latest concussion scare, he was cruising. So, I mean, he's had a really good year. Um, rare among catchers. I know Ward has a lot of upside, but I'd rather stick with the proven option. This is Ron Steve. A little musical today. Do you realize, guys, that did we have one ace pitch yesterday? I, I can't remember. Like, Barrios and Archer were probably the best ones, right? Clayton Kershaw. He, were you pitched yesterday, buddy? Where have you been? I really thought Clayton Kershaw pitched yesterday. Okay, well, we talked about Yunjin Ryu for like 10 minutes. Had yeah, but still, I, I, doesn't matter. You hate me, Chris. You don't listen to me. What a weird song. Um, yeah, Zach Wheeler was, was maybe the best pitcher that pitched yesterday. Now, Barrios is the best, but how crazy would it be to say I'd rather have Zach Wheeler than Chris Archer? Pete Craze. But not total craze. Yeah. I would disagree, but I would understand the sentiment, I guess. I would defend your right to say it. Thank you. <laughs> what, how would you rank these three? Zach Wheeler, Nick Pavetta, or Mon Marquez? Pavetta, Marquez, Wheeler. Yep. And it's not a knock on Wheeler. I just think the other guys have more upside. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree. Alright. Uh, Fringy starting pitchers. Scott's gonna bounce in a few minutes, by the way, and Chris and I are gonna take it home from there. Uh, Vince Velasquez was awful. I think I called him a start, even against Boston. I had confidence in him, and I shouldn't have. Uh, he's got two starts next week at Washington and at Toronto. Shane Bieber. Frustrating, you know. He's been pretty good lately. He had three good starts in a row. Uh, Shane Bieber's just, at Boston and at Kansas City next week. Uh, he sucked yesterday. Yeah, I don't think you can start him against Boston because this is the problem. He he like gets a decent number of strikeouts, but he just seems when he gets hit, he tends to get hit really hard. Mm-hmm. And because he doesn't have like great stuff, I wonder if that's going to continue to be an issue for him. I, I feel like the Babbitt he has right now, which is 375, it's, it's unsustainable even for a guy who yeah, gets hit hard. Definitely. I, but it might be, you know, I, I, it would be next week, you know, I'd start him in points leagues. I wanted to start him in categories. It would be one of those situations where you just hope he avoids the negative at Boston and then you trust he's going to have a really good start at Kansas City. Yeah, I think that's probably right. And I, I feel like I'm being a little inconsistent because you could probably say the same things about Nick Pavetta, except I think his stuff's better. And I'm going to ask this, so let's Scott go. We got Velasquez, Bieber, Gosman, and Tyler Anderson. They're all owned in 76 to 83% of leagues. They're owned in most leagues. Velasquez, Bieber, Gosman, and Anderson. How, how many of them, if you saw them on your waiver wire in a 12-team league, would you be, put, would you be adding? Velasquez, um, Bieber, Gosman, Tyler uh-huh. Anderson. I don't think it would be an automatic ad for any of them. Yeah. I might have said it would be for Velasquez prior to this start, but you know, the ERA's back up over four and the walk rate's high, so you know, maybe not. I I would try to add all four of them. I would 
check and see if I had somebody I could drop. Right. But yeah, I mean, in my 10-team league, I didn't have anybody to drop for Gosman. I wasn't really, like, working that hard to find someone. Yeah. Scott, thanks, bud. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. All right. Sounds good. See ya. Well, that was awkward, Chris. Whew. Man, he's gone. Woo! Anyway, <laughs> anyway um, Junior Guerra, what do you make of this? Junior Guerra has a 259 ERA at home and an ERA over five on the road. Doesn't make much sense, does it? I, uh, yeah. And when you face a situation like that, when it doesn't make sense, like it's not like he has a good home park. And it's not like there's like overwhelming peripherals that tell you that he's really good. I think he's probably just what the numbers say he is. And I think there's probably just some flukiness there. Garrett's got a 373 RA, uh, less than a strikeout per inning and a 133 whip. Are you going to start him against the Reds next week? I think that's a fine streaming option. Yeah, Reds have been really bad lately. And Mike yeah. Leak, it's like 17 starts now for Mike Leak <laughs> with an ERA around three. And there have been a couple of stumbles in there, but I was calling him very inconsistent on yesterday's podcast. He's probably been more consistent than I've given him credit for. Um, and he just keeps getting it done. It's 17 starts. His ERA is around three. His strikeout rate is terrible. Terrible. And he will face the Astros at home next week. What do you think and about that? His strikeout rate is always terrible. Is it worse this year? Mm, it's within spitting distance. Like it was 629K per nine last night. Last year it's 559 this year. That's definitely lower, but it's not. He, he looks like Mike Leak still, which means he's going to give you some innings. He's going to pitch to a low fours, high threes ERA. And, you know, there, there's value in that if you're setting your lineup at the start of the season. I don't know how much value there is when you're like making lineup decisions. You probably have, you know, five or seven starters that you want to use ahead of him when he only has one start at least. Sure. And in deep leagues, do you have any interest in Felix Pena, Austin Gomber, Rafael Ortega, who's a hitter, and Robbie Erlin? I don't think so. No. Um, yeah. Well, no, I, I Deeper leagues, sure, but the answer for that is always yes in deeper leagues. Ortega is uh, – he's got four steals in seven games, and he leads off for the Marlins. I, I don't okay. know – I really don't know anything about him. I'm not going to lie, but the steals are catching my eye if you're desperate for steals. Rafael Ortega, he is 1% owned. Yeah, I mean, he had 12 steals in 92 games at AAA. Uh 779 OPS in the PCL, no power whatsoever, no, but he's, God. he's fast. Um, I think a NL only steel specialist is probably the only way I'd look at him. All right. And, uh, let's do today's matchups and get the heck out of here, Chris. Yankees host oh. the Rays. Yeah. What? Uh, no, no issues for Acuna. It looks like he's listed as day to day. The CT scan came back clear and the x-ray came back clear as well. Wonderful. Uh, we've got Blake Snell at Masahiro Tanaka. Boy, I'm, I'm a little worried about Blake Snell in that matchup, but it's not like you can sit him, so I'll start both. Oswalt and Suarez. No, we're not starting. Oh, Ranger. Ranger, Danger, Suarez. Ranger, Suarez. No, we're not starting these guys. John Lester at Ivan Nova. <sighs> 
I I think you can start Lester. I think you think you are a crazy person. I don't don't feel great about it. No, but so don't do it. And the, the Pirates have been really good offensively for a couple of months now, but. You know, a couple of their best hitters are lefties. Yeah, I'm starting John Lester. All right, I am not starting John Lester. Steven Matz at Zach Eflin. Uh, I'm starting Eflin. Tanner Roark at Luke Weaver. Weaver's a tough I, call. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think I'm feeling great about either one, but I think I'd probably start both. Hmm, Okay. And we've got, uh, we've got, I think, six more games. Rockies at Braves. John Gray at Julio Tehran. Definitely John Gray. Um, Tehran, he's probably too highly owned to be a streamer. I don't hate the matchup, though. So maybe. So we've got Taylor Cole and Ariel Harado. And we are not going to start them. Uh, <sighs> no. I wonder what are the Angels doing here? Are they starting Cole or are they going with an opener? Because he's been a reliever for them. It might just be a bullpen day. Might be. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we've got Francisco Liriano at Irvin Santana. It wouldn't surprise me if Santana was good, but I'm not trusting him. Sam Gavilio at Glenn Sparkman. Uh, nope. Clay Buckholtz at. Uh, Jacob Nix. Uh, probably not. I mean, maybe Buckles. What a terrible night of baseball. Holy cow. Yeah, it might be a good night to catch up on some TV. Yeah, it's a good night for some preseason football, I'll tell you that. And I might be able to finish the staircase tonight. I got two episodes left. Very exciting. I, I've never heard of that show. You weren't on when I talked about it? No. It is uh, a true crime documentary uh, uh, about a woman who fell down a staircase. And oh yeah, her I've heard of that. Is, uh, tried the for guy murder. definitely did it, right? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. I will say that, that was my understanding from what from from the conversation I heard. Sounds like he definitely did it. I will say this. I have well, thank you for spoiling it. I have changed my mind a few times. <laughs> I've got two episodes left, and I, I have changed. It my might have mind. been you telling me. I've changed my mind several times, and it's a very enjoyable. I mean, I guess I shouldn't call it enjoyable. It's about it's a very interesting documentary uh, where we are completely wrapped up in it. I recommend okay. it. And and the show Trial and Error, which I've been telling everybody about, you need to watch it. It's so funny. Season one is based on the staircase, and season two is apparently based on Robert Durst and the documentary The Jinx, which is the greatest documentary that has ever been documented. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you on Friday. Bye. Bye. See ya.